1: Hello, internet, and welcome to the Engadget Podcast. I'm your host, Terrence O'Brien. I am back from vacation and feeling pretty good. To my right, one of the lovely people who stepped in for me last week, uh, senior editor, Devendra Hardware. Hello. Thanks for doing that, buddy. No problem. I'm, Over on I'm the left. getting a
3: little scared here.
1: Yeah? Over on the left, another person who stepped in for me, managing editor, Dana Woman Oh, hello. How are you doing?
0: I am doing great. Um, congrats you. on your race. Oh, thank
1: you. Uh, yes, for those oh. who don't know, I ran my first marathon last week.
0: Hmm. He nice. had a good excuse for not, yeah. not being here. It's
1: pretty good. <laughs> and, and directly next to me, <laughs> the the clearly very uncomfortable <laughs> Carolyn Lowe, reviews editor.
2: I'm not glad you're back.
1: I, I can tell that.
2: And yeah. she did not
0: fill in for anybody. No. I did not help out at all. Nope. No, it was
3: no. Great. so, but. Terrence is smiling, everybody. And it's very creepy. That's first warning. Yeah. Yeah. He's
0: smiling with his mouth, but not his eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He does not look like a man who's
2: happy to be back
0: yes. from vacation.
1: Well, Sherlyn, because you weren't on the show last week, though, that means you get off scot-free here. Ah. Uh,
2: I was on the show. Oh, were
1: you? Uh, <laughs>
2: I think you need to get your mind checked a
0: little bit. <laughs> so you bit. were saying
1: you weren't stepping in for anything. I just
2: did my smile.
0: No, she job. just
1: sat there. Yeah. I, I, to be fair, didn't listen, contribute I listened, a thing. Sherlyn
0: just played the role of Sherlyn. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I listened
1: to last week's episode while passing out on a plane, to be fair, so <laughs> it's kind of all a blur. Um, but then, no, I do have to murder you as well. Oh,
2: because I didn't uh, help.
1: There, I remember. There was, there was far too many Uncle Terrys to launch last week's
2: episode. <laughs> I said none of them, though. It was these two. And Nate.
1: And Nate. And Nate. You should
2: go for Nate.
1: Uh, Nathan, like I'm said, coming you. know,
0: I I did not use coming the line, Tits McGee is on vacation. Yeah, so <laughs> that, that you really should be thanking me, actually. We were like, you should.
3: Thank you, Dana. Yeah. yeah. See, calling Terrence Uncle Terry is like calling Donald Trump Donald, yeah. I guess, like just the seething hatred that just we're seeing now. It's gonna be a fun episode. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Yeah. Uh, So I'm
1: excited to be back. I am actually kind of happy to be back Um, as much as work is work. It's it's good to be back in New York and back on the East Coast where people are somewhat normal. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, West Coast. I can't (laughs) deal with you guys. You're way too laid back for me.
3: Too laid back. I don't know.
1: Yeah. So let's do one of my favorite things. Argue about stuff. It okay. is time for flame wars as we start every week. Davindra and Dana, you know the rules. You get twenty seconds to make your opening statement. Ooh. At which point you He's get good. One of I've these. never
0: faced off against that guy. Ah.
1: Yeah, Shh. my favorite thing. <laughs> and then at the end, uh, Shirlin, you are going to declare a winner. Based I on hold the, the power,
2: the mm-hmm. yes. and I can get back at Dana now. Also, Divendra, because I don't like that guy. Mm.
3: Are you just going to declare that everybody is a loser?
2: Everybody is a loser, let's be real. (laughs) Sherilyn is
3: secretly a Trump supporter, so everyone's just sad. (laughs) People
2: are going to come after me. No, I'm not. No. Anyway.
1: Um, So let's start with Elon Musk and space-esque. Uh, space space-esque. Space-esque. That I am, sounds good. I not have not had enough coffee. I don't think
3: you're this. bad That's a good In name New for a company.
1: <laughs> like, you're not going to space. Space-esque.
2: Space-esque. Yeah,
1: space-esque. Okay. it's pretty good. Um, we are going to start with Dana, who is apparently super excited to go to Mars.
0: I'm not super excited, but as long as Elon Musk's ideas about Mars colonization are hypothetical, I don't really see how upset you can get. His ideas are optimistic and well intentioned, and his company SpaceX is privately funded and is not dependent on poor, you know, individual stockholders. It's not accepting government money, so as long as it's privately funded and this is all hypothetical, why not praise him for being optimistic?
1: <laughs> that's pretty good. I yeah, appreciate. That's pretty that. tight. Yeah. Uh, Devendra, your rebuttal?
3: Yeah, I mean, I could see where you're coming from, Dana, but this also all seems incredibly pie in the sky. Like, they showed off a fancy video showing off, like, how this new space uh, shuttle will take people to Mars. It it all looks really fancy, but I don't understand if they can actually make it happen.
1: As always, you are way under budget on your time. Aha! Ruin my fun, and don't let me hit the buzzer. Uh, Dana, do you have a rebuttal? Well...
0: What is the question we're debating? Is it... Yeah, what's the question we're debating? <laughs> like, is,
3: is he... Fe- like, I guess the question is, like, what is... What's up with his decision to go to Mars, right? Is it feasible? Is it just, like, bluster? Because that's also something Musk has been criticized for in the past. The only thing is, like, he's consistently proven his critics wrong, too. Like, he made... He made the tesla happen uh the re- the reusable rockets from spacex are a thing uh they've been you know helping send cargo up to the space center uh so like he's i guess well
0: it, it worked, could be yeah. bluster i'm not i'm yeah. not even arguing with you on that but mm-hmm. if as long as he's right now tooling around with his own company and resources a company mm-hmm. that he he founded uh, with a good chunk of his own money sure um what's wrong with that
3: it's also because we know NASA hasn't had as much funding. So there's a danger if we offload some of this, uh, some of the work that NASA would have been doing to another company. Um, and if that doesn't work out, that's something potentially lost, too. Right. So I just want to make sure, like, before we really get started here, we know what's going on.
1: Yeah. So one quick question, though, Um his plans? Do they
3: involve a
1: return from Mars?
3: No. Well, you we don't know yet. His his line, I think, was "You better be prepared to die" or something like that. For a the first, also cancer schmancer, cancer schmancer, radiation
0: schmadiation. I yeah,
3: traveling through space, yeah. you're open to all sorts of cancer risks. Um,
0: space flames. Wait, I so think.
3: the rockets will come back technically in his idea, but not the humans. Like you're going there to to colonize. It seems.
2: Did he, yeah, so you were saying, right? You're going there to colonize. Did he say what was the main point? If you're going there and then screw cancer. Uh, what was the other
3: sense, a sense of adventure? Like he's basically saying like, we will have to move off this planet at some point. Eventually. So he just wants to get things started. Uh, it's just funny. Cause I was watching the, uh, the fancy promo video they made and it looks all nice. And then the, uh, the door opens to Mars and it's like, guys, this is a hellscape. <laughs> Why, what, what are we doing here? Uh, this seems like something you want to set up with scientists and people to like set up like, a, I don't know, living environments before you start sending normal people over there. Okay.
1: All right. Sherlyn.
2: I think it's a ridiculous idea, but I think Dana made a stronger argument. Mm-hmm. Woo-hoo. And based on the strength of the argument, I'm going to give it to her. Okay. Also, I don't like the Vindra. So, yeah, so
3: you see. think, a, Bias. <laughs> you so think a one-way trip
1: to Mars is a pretty great
2: one. you look very nice today.
0: Oh, wow. Look at that. <laughs> I'm going to give you I have some all candidates for a one-way way trip
1: to Mars. I think we all you? have at least one candidate for a one-way <laughs> <laughs> trip to Mars. Sherlyn. Sherlyn.
2: All right. Yes. <laughs> Dana, you get all the points today. I'm just saying in advance. Okay. Right? Okay. Okay. Cool.
1: Um, let's move on to our second topic. Let's talk about the new Roku players. Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm not 100% up on these things. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is one that you're, I went. You're
3: forgiven. Yeah. I went,
1: Roku has a new thing. Yeah. and I kind of shrugged my shoulders. Every year. Um, so, Davindra, uh, why don't you tell me why these new Roku players are not a complete waste of money?
3: Well, first of all, they're going really cheap. So, Roku, for the first time, has a $30 player. Uh, that's that's a great deal. Anybody can put it on their other TVs. And they've also driven down the cost of 4K and HDR entry to $100 with their pr- new Premiere Plus player. So, basically, new features at a cheaper price. <sighs> no fun. <laughs> what, what was the time there?
1: You had four seconds left.
3: Ah, uh, sounds good.
1: Yeah. I'm really, I'm super convinced you're, like, sitting down and scripting these. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to eh. catch you one day. Um, Dana, your rebuttal. All
0: right. So either my sense of time is fucked or Roku <laughs> just announces products way too frequently. Um, I feel, yeah. I hear, I read this about Roku's new players and I think, wait. Didn't they just announce They new had players? a new thing. And when I yeah. say just announced, I don't know if I mean weeks or months or a year ago because, yeah. again, my sense of time is... Like is six
3: months ago, they announced up? the stick, yeah.
2: Yeah. How is that... No, 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 no. How can that be 20 seconds gone already?
1: Devendra crams an incredible amount of information into 10 seconds. I'm like... Speaking as thoughtfully points, as me mean
2: means slowing down. Yeah, a bit. <laughs> I guess. But do like, I was.
3: It's black that, magic, Sherlin. Yeah.
2: That's way too. Like, I don't think you're being fair. It's what <laughs> I,
3: I'm. You can watch the timer. You're sitting right sure. next to me. This I may is, have talked over wanna... you, Dana. So sorry <laughs> if I interrupted your
1: time. Um, anyway, yeah, I mean, I do. I I kind of agree with you, Dana, a little bit. I gotta mm-hmm. say, um, I do kind of feel like. Roku is constantly announcing things. They, didn't they just announce something like literally? six months
3: ago? They had they announced a streaming stick, but that's not like it's not often. Like they could have a player refresh once a year, and then they have Every, new things. Everything else it's been
0: a year already.
3: Yeah, has it?
0: Yeah. Well, everything else been you've been heard. Are I know the leaks. because I've had to it's review the, the
3: last one. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, so it's annual upgrade time, guys. Right.
0: Uh, what I'm saying is admittedly, admittedly subjective, which is that <laughs> it feels like Roku announces a lot of products often, and that the updates mm-hmm. are tend to be fairly incremental and not yeah. groundbreaking which means that if you happen to be in need of a streamer, you can probably safely buy whatever Roku happens to that's, have, and that's not, really it. not yeah. wait for anything. new. You yet.
3: can be certain that whatever you're getting from Roku will be like the you know the newest things towards the end of the year, and uh, you know it's a little cheaper, a little more capable than last year. I I would like a big change at some point, but for now this is good.
0: I think we can at yeah. least agree that Roku makes great stuff. Yes. I own a Roku stick myself. Yeah. it's definitely not a new model, and I'm still happy with it.
3: Oh um, man,
1: yeah, I have the you idea. could upgrade. I have the original Roku guys, stick. It's working
3: fine. That thing is a it's nightmare. It's slow,
0: but I can, I can handle it's it. It's
3: so slow. Uh, the new one, which I reviewed um, a couple months ago, it's just fast. It feels as fast as the set-top boxes. So, and that makes a big difference when you're scrolling through menus and stuff. I just They need to change their software. That's the one thing Roku yeah. really needs to upgrade.
1: I mean, I guess part of the reason I'm still okay with the Roku stick is I personally don't use it, because I also have a Chromecast, and it's a lot easier to just send stuff from my phone. Mm. I,
2: know, I use my Chromecast all the time. Anyway... Devendra, I was curious, does the $30 option also support uh, 4K and HDR? No. No, no.
3: I mean, that's for people with older TVs. Honestly, if you have a TV below 50 inches, you don't need a 4K streaming yeah, box. Yeah, exactly. Like, you'll only notice it above 50 inches.
2: And so the $30 one, is it, like, as fast as the newest Roku's?
3: It seemed, I mean, I didn't get to see too much of it in action, but it seems faster than the original streaming stick. And enough for, like, secondary, third TVs, things like that. Something you can buy for your parents or, old, you know, anybody who doesn't have streaming yet.
2: So... Devendra had my attention the second he said thirty dollars.
3: <laughs> there you go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> fair enough.
3: That is a pretty good like, argument. All right. <laughs> to be
1: fair.
2: Yeah, I'm a cheapo. I thirty
3: dollars.
1: It. It's hard to argue with. I mean, it's yeah. one of the reasons why I think the Chromecast it's is so well. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's such. It's an impulse purchase at yeah. that point. You mm-hmm. just go, sure, why it's not? Great I have a couple of them. Stuffer. Yeah. Too. yeah. Yeah. I think actually, I, I had three Chromecast at some point and went, how did I end up with three? And <laughs> gave one to somebody. I was like, here, take this. There you go. There you go. Um, Our last topic is Yahoo's hack. So before we debate this, though, Mm -hmm. um, because I think this is a little bit of a complicated story, Davindra, can you give us a quick recap of this one?
3: Uh, recap. I mean, so it was revealed recently that Yahoo, back in 2014, suffered a breach of information of 500 million users, and they knew about this and they didn't tell anybody for for years.
0: That's a record breaking hack. That's insane. Yeah, yeah I think the it's a record-breaking record breaking
3: hack. They're yeah. blaming a state sponsored hacker, but the crazier thing is we didn't know about this. Um, they did, and they didn't say anything. And uh, I, I mean, I also wonder what Verizon's going to say about this because they just bought Yahoo, and or that was in not the part of the deal. Of yeah, they're. Which they're in the process. To our
0: listeners out there, we really don't know. No yeah. one we knows know. what's going we know. on. We don't know. From we're, upstairs. We're no very much in the anything. dark on this stuff. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, all right, so I mean, that's sort of a quick recap. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dana, I will let you open the arguments. You are. Can going... we
0: make, make the usual disclaimer now that this is an intellectual exercise? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and,
1: and, and we've said this multiple times and I will say it again. Uh, Flame Wars is always an intellectual exercise and not Avenger necessarily. and I had to
0: draw straws on yeah, this one. Yeah,
1: may
3: not have to reflect how we really think. Yeah, yeah. no,
1: we, there's actually usually an argument ahead of the episode about yes. who gets stuck with the shitty point of view to have to argue. <laughs> it's um, usually
2: me, but I'm glad it's someone else today. It's to me.
1: You yeah. actually often volunteer for it, which um, I appreciate.
2: <laughs> yeah, she I is just, the
1: contrarian editor. Yeah, so. <sighs> She's like, I'm going to argue in f- favor of this de- wildly de- unpopular dead or alive yeah, are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes that was fun um, um dana you have your 20 seconds to come to yahoo's defense
0: i'm not even going to try and come to their defense the only thing nice that i can say about them is that there is some evidence that they have learned their lesson for instance their investment in um, security related stuff jumped 60 percent between 2015 and 16 and also surely yahoo yahoo will be run somewhat differently under verizon without marissa mayer in charge
1: under time. Nice. Good job. Right. Uh, Devendra, your rebuttal.
3: The, the con is this is insane. This is a huge <laughs> hack, and no legitimate company would allow something like this to happen without saying anything. So, yeah, even though they're investing more in security, doesn't excuse the fact that they didn't tell anybody and have done a bad job of even doing basic security measures to fix it.
2: So, oh, yeah, go ahead.
1: Yeah, I, I have one question, I guess, before I'll throw this to you, Shalyn, mm-hmm. which is, did they have any excuse for not Talking about this before, like, did, did they have a, a, a reason why they kept this hack secret? No,
0: so I haven't
3: seen a good one yet. Oh,
0: I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, no. <laughs> I'm arguing against myself. <laughs> yeah, now. No, it's fine. <laughs>
3: uh, I yeah, I haven't seen a good reason. No, their
0: reported reasoning actually makes the whole thing worse because yeah. it seems like they, their priorities were in the wrong, yep. mm-hmm. wrong place. They were concerned about users jumping ship if they were forced to do something quote unquote inconvenient,
2: like reset their passwords.
3: Yeah, a simple Which thing they could have done is like yeah, so reset. not the point. Everybody's but, passwords And they on took math.
2: until 2016 to do that, right? Like They only did that recently to ask recently. people to change their yeah. passwords.
1: Yeah. yeah, I got that notification the other day.
2: You and still use Yahoo Mail?
1: To, to be clear, I'm very glad that literally yeah. the only thing I use Yahoo for is fantasy baseball. Okay. So the only thing anybody was going to do is mess with my lineup, and I already <laughs> lost the playoffs. That's legit, so, yeah. By the but way, yeah. screw you, Sean.
2: <laughs> wow, okay. Okay, Sean. All right. My cousin, um, he
1: beat me. Who, he's, he literally doesn't care about baseball at all. He just joined the league for fun. <laughs> and he kicked my ass.
2: <laughs> so I'm not clear on the whole Marissa Mayer thing, and I'm not sure if it's completely necessary to mm-hmm. delve into this. Is she going to? I, I don't know that she's definitely going to not We haven't
3: heard anything yet. I, I mean, last
2: something. that either company has said publicly is that she will stay
0: on, at least through the transition. Mm-hmm. But if either company has changed their plans, we wouldn't know. No, yeah, we again, wouldn't know either. Seriously, no one fills us in on this. We find out when the rest of the world mm-hmm. does.
3: The so. thing, and I think the only reason people aren't as freaked out about this as much is that nobody really cares about their Yahoo accounts. Yep. That's like exactly. the ultimate thing. Like if it was, if this was Google, if this was even Microsoft, yeah. yeah, like this would be an end of the world situation. But Yahoo is in such a state of like, who cares?
2: Yeah,
3: um, hundreds of millions of accounts could be compromised, and everyone's like, meh, mm-hmm. it's not a big deal. I guess uh, so, it's still insane.
0: Okay. I feel I don't, I don't feel bad for Marissa Mayer, but um, <laughs> I wonder what her legacy is, because she put so much time and resources into product mm-hmm. at Yahoo. Mm-hmm. Products that do people use them, and will they use them now, that they mm-hmm. don't believe they're secure?
3: That's a good question. I'm, I'm, yeah. yeah.
2: Well, um, between, well, okay, I'm going to say that... Dana had the better argument because it was backed by facts. Sure, you don't and have to do me any favors. Shirley. No, 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 for real. <laughs> what do you mean? It's, facts, first of all, first of all, first of all, first of listen. There are it's facts already right difficult. Here. It's all, I there understand how facts difficult. This. I you already the
1: arbiter, and ultimately, you get to decide. But <laughs> but what's first of man? all,
2: but first of all, yeah, men. But first of all. <laughs> Um, I know how difficult it is to take contrarian views, <laughs> and I applaud the fact that she made a sound argument despite... not
3: how debates are judged, uh, really. No,
2: uh-uh, I'm judging based argument. on the... Yeah, the merits of the argument, not the case in point. <laughs> not the story in question, but the merits of how she argued. It's like um, a difficult gymnast routine mm-hmm. in the Olympics versus an easy one.
0: I did the call it, vault routine, and yep. you did your single somersault.
1: I guess Thanks.
2: It's true yeah.
0: This
1: is this is a really weird and deep metaphor I has. don't know what's going on here
2: <laughs> Yeah
1: It's okay I know literally nothing about gymnastics
2: Anyway, I made my call So suck it, Devendra uh,
1: Okay So we have a I, I'm sorry, we have Listeners. a winner Dana wins this week
3: Listeners, um, feel free to write in At uh, podcastinggads.com <laughs> And appeal <a> <laughs> uh, I was gonna say send Just notes send us your email directly What's your What's your Twitter handle, Sherman
2: <laughs> At Devendra Oh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah
3: I get good ones, so.
2: Oh, okay. good. best part is no one's mad at me. No. <laughs> Everyone's always mad at me. I'm used to it. It's fine.
3: Sherlyn just invites it. I don't.
2: <laughs> anyway, I hate all of you. Not, I, I don't know. Not me. Not maybe.
3: You don't hate all of us. You... <laughs>
1: it's a secret. Um, let's move on, though. I want to talk to you, Sherlyn, uh, in, in a segment we like to call Open Source. And you went this weekend, I believe, mm-hmm. out to Red Hook Brooklyn, to go see a boat race. Uh, Why don't you tell us a little bit about this and what made it special?
2: What I went to was the Red Hook Regatta, the second one ever. Uh, And part of it was a 3D-printed boat race in which 3D-printed boats were competing against each other to speed towards a target and score points. Um, And we were very intrigued by it because I think all of us at first were like, holy crap, human-sized, like, large six-foot, Boats that were 3D printed—that's mm-hmm. going to be amazing. Turns out they were 20, like <laughs> more like
0: foot long. You mean like <laughs> when you would go to an amusement park and you could see those RC-controlled boats? Yes, those that
2: you pay money to operate.
3: Those yep. are great. It yeah. was they they those. Yeah, I love them.
2: So people love them. I was slightly disappointed. First of all. <laughs>
3: so were You, you really had your <laughs> boating clothes
1: <on. laughs> yeah. Were you really expecting like a 3D printed like canoe? Or I was. That you actually. Like, get into? We'll have
3: that eventually.
2: I yeah. was. I mean, so... I'm actually
3: pretty sure we've probably already yeah. had that at some point.
2: But... Yeah. I'm, I mean, that's one of the reasons. Did I you have your boating
3: outfit it. on, Trillin?
2: I have a didn't. Little,
3: kind of like I'm
2: I was warned against that afterwards, but so we were talking to the organizers of the event beforehand, and then they were like, so we'll need two people from Engadget to race their boat, because they were gonna print a boat for us to race, <laughs> and I was like, I didn't think physical activity would be involved in this story. <laughs> um, and I was very against it. I was like, um, I don't, do wanna, I don't wanna have to break a sweat. But, Did um,
1: you consider sending Dana in your place?
2: Actually, no, I should've. Dana's a very strong person. Mm That's why I gave her the point. Um, But, no, anyway, uh, eventually they were like, oh, yeah, no, someone has to, you know, use the remote control and someone has to load the boat. And I was like, oh, remote control. And then that's when I, like, um, and it was, like, slightly less impressive, but not (laughs) altogether, you know, not newsworthy.
0: I'm I'm glad
3: you did your research on this Yeah. It's, it's a shame
2: that, I mean, our medium
0: right now is is radio mostly or, mm-hmm. or um, sound. So listeners at home can't tell how actually well designed some of the boats were. I'm looking yeah. at a photo now of one that was really beautiful. It was beautiful. I mean, um, which I guess is separate from the idea that it was designed through a 3D printer. But um, it, it seems that people took this seriously and yeah. used it as a creative
2: Yeah. One thing that I uh, found out through the reporting of this was that uh, this had a lot to do with uh, a program called Digital Stewards in Red Hook, which I had never heard about. Mm -hmm. But it's been nine years. It's been going on for nine years now. And it's basically a nonprofit foundation that offers a fellowship to Red Hook Hook, uh, community members, mostly African-American because that's the makeup of the neighborhood, um, and gives them all this training in 3D printing, uh, web design, 3D modeling, Mm -hmm. all of that really, you know good skills they need to have to get work in the tech So was industry. it
3: was it these kids doing the It was the boats. largely these okay.
2: kids uh, they were a huge part of the event most of them were the ones competing in the race and they printed their boats as part That's of the cool. project
3: And you got
1: Paired up.
2: I got them. paired up with one of them. We eventually <laughs> didn't print an Engadget gadget boat because whatever. Um, oh, that's a shame. <laughs> That would have been I a nice know. trophy. We actually came up with a good name for it too. I ran a poll in our uh, group chat, and we decided on Bodie McGadget Face. It was beautiful.
1: Aww. Bodie McGadget Face is pretty good.
2: It's a very good name. Nate Ingram, I think, came up with it. I think. <laughs>
1: um, we, we need to go back and make this a thing that happens. We
2: will. Okay. We'll 3D print our own boat. Uh, I got paired up with Robert Smith. He was a 21-year-old former digital steward. It was great. Um, he's a complete stranger, and I'll, I had to immediately be like, I'm going to be your partner and help you win this race. We didn't win. We lost within the first minute. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: Quick question. So you uh, got partnered with a 21-year-old former steward, and you were competing against people who were how old?
2: Oh, of all ages. Okay. Don't, okay. don't even. I thought even it was primarily like
1: younger, like high school. No,
2: <laughs> yeah. no, no. These kids were like at least in their late teens. Um, okay. I, I, I wouldn't think they so were. So not like, exactly a game of are you smarter than a fifth grader? <laughs> no. Thank God.
1: I feel a little bit better now.
2: I would lose that game. But I was actually surprised. <laughs> 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 I was very surprised by um, the, the, the differences, the diversity of the people that came out, not only to compete, but also to support. Um, I mean, I think people get this impression of Red Hook, or at least I used to, of it being, you know, especially after Sandy being very mm-hmm. in, in not the best economically, or at mm-hmm. least there's a divide. There's people who are very um, well-to-do that are trying to make something in the area happen, and then there's the people who are just devastated by what happened.
0: Red Hook's weird. It was gentrifying, and then after Sandy kind of de-gentrified. Yep. Yeah. Because
3: yeah. Yep. Um, it's in the worst spot. It's just like a weird elbow of and, Brooklyn right by right. the water. Yeah. and not
0: e- easily accessible by trains there are no yeah, trains no. there yeah, yeah. I mean, Only that's the that's kind of theory. the big thing i
3: think <laughs> is like
1: and originally, when it started gentrifying, it was because it's this sort of quiet, isolated part of mm-hmm. Brooklyn. And then, once everybody started gentrifying the rest of the borough, it mm-hmm. was like, "Oh, but part of the attraction is the convenience, which you don't yes. have in Red
3: Hook." Yeah, and also water. Like, whenever there's waterfront property, it tends to it tends to uh, you know well. be expensive. And yeah. there's the IKEA there, so everybody likes to go down to that area. It's true there is an IKEA there, uh, but yeah, it's Red Hook is a strange neighborhood too because like there there's a huge concentration of housing projects there, and that's the community mm-hmm. that's really built up Red Hook for so long. So so it is really strange to see it being gentrified for a second time, mm-hmm. I guess. Whereas those, you know, yeah. everyone else who grew up there, who lived there, had no choice. Yeah. Isn't?
0: Um, I don't know if they had anything mm-hmm. to do with this event, but isn't MakerBot also based in Brooklyn, not even that far away from Red Hook? They yes, are, they are
2: Goanis based. Goanis No, but they're based in Metrotech. Yeah. Um,
3: the Metrotech Okay, Rosa, Straight up, is, yeah. Um, Downtown Brooklyn.
2: Yeah, further north. Um, But uh, as we were talking about this Mm -hmm. diversity thing, there was like one moment during the event which um, kind of almost had a hostile Tone mm-hmm. to it. Um, there, there was a guy in a kayak who was going out to rescue boats that were slightly had lost their way, mm-hmm. um, and apparently people were throwing bottles at him oh, from the pier. Um, I, w- I didn't see this, I didn't witness it, but I heard the MC who was commentating the race say that you know we are hearing reports that people are throwing bottles at the uh, canoeist, and please don't do this. We don't, ne- we don't need mm-hmm. this energy here. This is not the place for it. Mm-hmm. And then I think it stopped afterwards. So I think it was dealt very like nicely and. I wasn't expecting it, it came out of nowhere, and I was like, oh, yeah, no, there's still people who, you know, don't like all Mm -hmm. these different types of people coming to their neighborhood and doing all these things to change the. uh, But what was cool though was that there was this boat made of garbage it wasn't a 3D printed <laughs> that's not boat. how I thought you were going to finish <laughs> I'm sorry made I, of
1: garbage my
2: train of thought is wild
1: well well, I, I think you should quickly set up that there were two separate yes. races so there was the 3D printed boat race yeah. um, which is what you competed in yes. and then there was a separate race
2: yeah uh, it was the DIY aka homemade boat race which, in which you didn't have to 3D print your boat you could make it out of anything uh, and there was this artist called Sam Levine and he had Th- Taken like a flat plastic wrapper and like stuffed it full of trash. Like there was like a sneaker in there. There was like a spider that was alive in the Ugh. thing. It was, oh, why? Like,
3: why would you? do I
2: that? know. Ugh. I don't think he did it on purpose. I and mean, he just threw some trash in there, and there was actually <laughs> a spider.
3: Whose well, I home guess that's better running. than having a rat because that's usually oh, a, 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 Lord, what's in your trash.
2: Boat rat. We don't boat need rat. It. Um,
3: That's better than Pizza Rat. Just going to throw it out there.
2: Well,
3: yeah. Totally your uh, personality. I disagree.
1: <laughs> well, I'm just going to say this real quick and then we'll move on. Yeah. Pizza Rat is the least impressive meme ever. <laughs> it carried that piece of pizza for like two steps and ran away. Terrence
3: is jealous like of not cheaping like Yeah. Video. Yeah. He's
2: more popular than you. That's
3: <laughs> I mean, that's fine. Most the person people. who shot that video, I think, made a lot of money off of it, too. Oh, nice. Like, off of Pizza Rat. Really? Yeah. God. Yes. Back to, the internet. Back to
2: talking about me and my story. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, let me finish this thing because I'm, I swear I'm making a point. So, <laughs> okay, Garbage Boat. Garbage Boat, like, was just beautiful. Everyone, though, everyone, regardless of who you were at the event, everyone cheered it on. It was <laughs> so great. And it was like, the MC was like, guys, this is my favorite boat, but he didn't score a single point. I'm sad. I'm sad. <laughs> but I like you, Garbage boat and everyone like when they were announcing this the point tally at the end of the diy boat race cheered so loud for garbage boat it was like great it was like and that's why the story ended up being how it not necessarily just the diy boat race competition Mm -hmm. because there was the same support shown at the 3d printed boat race but everyone just you know was so supportive of each other during the race and i think that was kind of what really made Mm -hmm. me write the story (laughs) in the end and
0: also Apple and Samsung should make their next phones out of garbage it's true because that's what the people want
2: yeah
3: everybody wants garbage phones (laughs) oh Oh.
2: (laughs) sick burn and with that
1: yeah I think I think that 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 is the perfect place to end (laughs) that and move on um so it's time to move on to group chat and I think there's only one thing we could possibly talk about this week and that is Monday's presidential debate um (laughs) you know mo- so many people watched this thing it was a ridiculous mm-hmm. ridiculous spectacle for so many different reasons but i wanted to talk about it about uh for one reason in particular and that is it marks the first time in a presidential debate that cybersecurity was like a major point of conversation um and i guess first let's just kind of like get people's thoughts on that like mm-hmm. what it- what does this kind of signify to you
3: well it Shows the climate right now. It shows that you know more and more people are being affected by cybersecurity breaches, and uh, you know the Snowden stories have happened. Um, so many things like there's more state-sponsored hacking. So we're talking about like attacks from China and North Korea and stuff too. So yeah, it's more in the culture. It's more. It's not just something made for the movies now.
2: I think the fact that it's risen to the level mm-hmm. of being debated about between the presidential candidates shows how much of an effect this has on everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's clearly it concerns everyone, um, and like Davinder said, the whole all the NSA leaks and the fact that we were just talking about the Yahoo email <laughs> breach yep. goes to show mm-hmm. how like crazy it's all gotten in the past like what three four years honestly.
1: I mean, Dana, do you think we're going to hear more about this at the next debate?
0: No, I mean, I, I'm, I am, um, sort of surprised any time, any science or tech topics like this get that much airtime. I don't think for a lot of Americans, they're a huge voting issue or their top voting issue. Um, so I, I'm, I'm surprised that they get that kind of airtime mm-hmm. on a national stage at all. Um, not unpleasantly surprised. I mean, it's good, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I, I don't take it for granted.
3: It makes sense that the debate you know organizers and the person moderating would want to ask those questions cuz they're journalists typically and they yeah. they know what's kind of a big deal now too yeah well i mean
1: i guess i'm i'm a little bit less surprised by mm-hmm. it i think um because the last couple of years in particular has seen such a number of super high profile hacks there was um why am I... I'm blanking Target, there's there is... The t- Target, Home Depot. There's,
2: Dropbox, LinkedIn. Yeah.
1: So. Um, and there was a couple of uh, health insurance companies yes. too. Uh, Aetna was Aetna one of them. Aetna, I
2: think, was one of mm-hmm.
1: them. Um, we were affected. Hmm?
2: Or I was affected by <laughs> were that. Were
1: you? Yeah. Uh, ooh, sorry. It's okay. Um, Tim Kaine, what the vice presidential candidate on the Democratic ticket, He his information was caught up in one of those hacks as well. So, I mean, it, it kind of makes sense to me. Um, I am... I do wonder how much more of an issue it's going to be, though. Like, I'm wondering Mm -hmm. if this is kind of like we addressed it briefly and now we're done and we move on.
3: I mean, Um, yeah. I mean, the wiser thing would be for us to talk more about this because part of what was brought up is that, uh, you know, the wars of the future won't necessarily just be about like typical ground wars. It's a bigger deal. Yeah. State security. And so I think that's a
1: really interesting point. I think this is a good a good moment to sort of pause it Mm -hmm. real quick and uh, play Hillary Clinton's response in particular. Uh, But before we play this this clip of her uh, response, I do want to read the way the question was phrased by Lester Holt, um, which not surprisingly, considering it's a a presidential debate, this is usually how it works. It is an incredibly broad question. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, But just to get get a sense of context for where these responses fit, he says – I'm cutting out a lot of the fluff around it. But he says, our institutions are under cyber attack and our secrets are being stolen. So my question is, who's behind it? And how do we fight it? Which is an insanely broad thing <laughs> yeah. that um, no, but nobody can you know? possibly I have some, answer in I have some minutes.
0: thoughts on that I want to come back to, but play your clip.
1: Okay, so yeah. let's play uh, the, the clip of Hillary Clinton's response first. We need to make it very clear, whether it's Russia, China, Iran, or anybody else, the United States has much greater capacity... And we are not going to sit idly by and permit state actors to go after our information, our private sector information or our public sector information. And we're going to have to make it clear that we don't want to use the kinds of tools that we have. We don't want to engage in a different kind of warfare, but we will defend the citizens of this country. And the Russians need to understand that. So. She puts it in very specific terms that are different, I think, than a lot of the ways that we're used to talking about cybersecurity. Sure. In that it's mm-hmm. very weaponized and very much focused on warfare. I mean, it's very Cold War Yeah. I mean, it almost sounds like she's talking about nuclear armament in some ways. You swap Definitely. out the word
3: cyber for nuclear. Yeah. And that's, we're hearing more and more of that this year. Like, uh, I had an interview with Alex Gibney, the documentarian. He wrote mm-hmm. about the Stuxnet thing. And the big thing he's pushing, and even uh, Oliver Stone, uh, when I was talking to him around the Snowden movie, uh, cyber weapons right now are completely—it's the wild west. You mm-hmm. know, we don't have any sort of like dialogue between countries, so anything can happen. There are no rules. And the thing about nuclear weapons, like I think after you know, after Hiroshima and Nagasaki there was a discussion. There was like an international discussion, like, hey guys, this will destroy the planet. So let's like start to talk about and manage this somehow. We don't have that yet for cybersecurity, even though it can do as much damage. Mm-hmm. It can shut down power grids. It can do all sorts of things to actual physical locations now.
0: So it's the Wild West, I agree. And I mm-hmm. think accordingly, most people are not therefore good at talking about these sort of things. Um, I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's easy to make fun of um, some of Trump's pull quotes, which we probably will before the hour is
1: up. We have a a clip of him we're going to play next.
0: um, You know, I don't think Lester Holt's question was that specific or Mm -hmm. um, as articulate as he could have been. I don't even know if I'm as articulate as I always can Mm -hmm. be when I'm talking about security. I don't think Congress necessarily understands the technological side of it. So I think... Um, You know, we're we're, um, talking about how Clinton and Trump discuss the issues, what language they use, maybe evaluating their understanding. I think they're representative of of a larger problem, which is that Mm – Most people do not understand the technological side of it, and Mm -hmm. most people are not good at talking about this.
2: Yeah, I think that so, and I think that Dana has a point there. Like when Hillary was saying those things, it she sounded like she was, you you know, guaranteeing mutually assured destruction, right? Yes, very strong language. But at the same time, I don't think that the best defense against someone or the best reaction to a breach or a hack from another state is. To say, oh, we'll come after your information too. I think you should be defending your information better. You should be making it harder for them to infiltrate yeah. your your content because this is this isn't like a piece of land. This is something that once they get to, mm-hmm. it could affect so many other things.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think. Um, it's in many ways reflective of one of the many criticisms that's levied against uh, Hillary Clinton, especially from the left and a lot of the people who supported Bernie, which is she is very hawkish, mm-hmm. uh, especially for a member of the Democratic Party. She re- she represents a much more hawkish wing of the, of the party. Um, and I think that f- colors the way she discusses it because, again, it's that mutually assured destruction kind of thing like – don't you worry about it. You think you have weapons? Well, we have weapons mm-hmm. too, and they're bigger and better, and they will wreck you. Yeah. Um, but I, I do mm-hmm. want to take issue with one thing you said, which is that you're saying it's not a piece of land, and you have to, have to think about it differently, which, yes, but in this more modern, like, global, connected world and economy, is that information at the end of the day ultimately – as valuable, if not more valuable. Oh, I'm, than not saying,
2: I'm not saying it's not as valuable. I'm saying it's more. I'm saying it could impact more things. Right, and therefore, right, you right. can't just wait for it to be attacked and then go out after mm-hmm. someone who attacked it. You have to defend it like but it's your life. That
3: does sound sort of like what she's saying is the thing, too. And I also wonder, like... Hillary's always been described as hawkish, Uh, her support for the Iraq War. I don't think she'll ever be able to live down. And uh, I'm surprised they didn't bring up more of that Mm -hmm. uh, during the debates. But I also feel like she has to be – she has to sound strong like this Mm -hmm. because she has to – I have questions
0: too about what else would either candidate Mm -hmm. have said. I mean these lines – I think she was very articulate. And well-prepared. But this idea of just generally, we will not tolerate attacks on our sensitive information mm-hmm. in the private sector, in the government sector. Yeah. I think both candidates had to say something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what would have made this a more valuable conversation, do you think? Would it have been specific solutions beyond that?
1: I mean, I think specific solutions uh, would have been useful. I mean, the, the thing that we have to accept, unfortunately, about a, a venue like this is the presidential debate format is not constructed for actual, like, sure. detailed policy debate. Mm-hmm. Not at all. It's, yeah. mm-hmm. it's more about time. talking points and making your opponent look bad. Mm-hmm. And um, this is
0: one of the more complex issues. And this is, They're yeah. all complex issues. This is this this very is complicated. Issue.
1: And I, 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 I do want to agree with you 100% that Lester Holt's question, um, as much as I'm going to say, honestly, I thought he did... A decent enough job. In the second things. half. When yeah. I mean, like, he
0: yeah. re-entered the building, yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, he, he was, went for a coffee break. Yeah. He wasn't great, but he did an okay job. Um, I'm certainly not going to beat him up over it, but this he needs is a buzzer. he should have had he your needs buzzer. buzzer. Yep. that's what I was about
2: to say. Yeah, but that question in particular horn. was
1: <laughs> one uh, that bothered me because it was so broad <laughs> and so nonspecific, and especially the "who is responsible" part, um, which is. So highly non-specific. because what are you talking about? Yeah. Who is responsible for what?
2: What, which one?
1: what
3: attack? Which attack? But Although I she, will
2: say Hillary answered well. Yeah, she listening said Russia, exactly. which has
3: been consistently blamed for a lot of the attacks on yeah. the Democrats right now. And even I think just a couple of days ago we heard of another one. Yeah. Um, that's like their enemy right now. And
2: she used it to spin uh, towards Clinton uh, – I mean Trump uh, encouraging Putin to – Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Act yeah. The yeah. I mean that's, Great. that's a
3: one-two punch. Yeah, beautiful. She did, she did do a very
1: excellent job of kind of going after him in that once again not super Mm -hmm. policy oriented not like great conversation about how you actually do something but 100% effective debating. Mm -hmm. Um, I do want to come to Trump's defense about one thing real quick though. Uh, This will probably be the only time I ever do this. Um, He is kind of right though to quote question whether or not we can say Russia is 100% behind this stuff. While the intelligence agencies do kind of come to an agreement that Russia is most likely, there's a huge problem with attribution when Mm -hmm. it comes to uh, attacks and hacks, especially state-sponsored ones. Um, I will, in the description for this, drop a link to a great piece by Violet Blue, one of our columnists, Mm -hmm. about the problems with attribution and how even at the end of the day if somebody says they're fairly confident – that's still like not good enough to hang anything legally around anybody's mm-hmm. neck for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um,
3: but, yeah, I think. I wish he had said that, though, instead of trying to. Yeah. Make it, I mean, it about the, the guy
0: yeah. sitting on their bed who weighs 400, 400 pounds.
3: Yeah. So oh, why, man. Don't we, why don't for we. His supporters. This? That's all his supporters.
1: He needs to,
2: to you. hear
0: this.
1: Let's, let's play this clip real quick mm-hmm. and then we'll, we'll talk about uh, Trump's if answer to <laughs> this question. For
2: those watching us watching this, good luck.
1: Yeah look at the mess that we're in as far as the cyber i agree to parts of what secretary clinton said Uh, we should be better than anybody else and perhaps we're not i don't think anybody knows it was russia that broke into the dnc she's saying russia 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 but i don't maybe it was i mean it could be russia but it could also be china It could also be lots of other people it also could be somebody sitting on their bed that weighs 400 pounds okay
3: Okay. And 4chan explode.
0: <laughs> of course. Let's leave the morbidly obese people out of this. Yes, for okay.
1: sure. Well, no, no, no. I actually, I want to come, I'm going to skip over the cyber. Yes. Um, which is the really easy oh, man. one, which honestly, look, uh, it great. sounds dumb, but it's a gaffe. Hillary said dumb things before. George Bush had nuclear. But he
3: only called it nuclear. cyber. It's not and even the just the uh, cyber. It's cyber. Yeah. And cyber means something when you use it on its own.
2: I know.
1: Shh. Yeah. Um, it's, it's very. <laughs> we all know.
2: <laughs> Trump doesn't. He, no, he does. Oops. <laughs>
1: But, I mean, and we didn't play this part of the, yes. the the response, but immediately what come, not immediately, but shortly after he talks about the people sitting on their bed who weigh 400 pounds who could be hacking into it, he also talks about um, his son who's 10 years old, who knows the computers really well. Um, yeah. And it's just for so many reasons an alarming answer.
3: It's going to be his tech head, his son.
1: So, yeah, yeah. He's gonna have a ten. He's he's so good with the computers, you
3: wouldn't believe. <laughs> <laughs> this is just like Idiocracy too. That's how this all ended up. Yeah. Uh,
2: I didn't take as much issue with the uh, the thing he said about his son as I did the the, the four hundred pound comment. It was just it shows how clueless he is. It shows me first of all he doesn't watch Mr. Robot, um, <laughs> but also that he you know thinks he ha- clearly has these like stereotypes etched into his head of certain mm-hmm. characters. He thinks it's a Bunch of people in their dens. I
0: mean, I just think it underscores a bigger dynamic with mm-hmm. him, which is that he sees all of this as entertainment, and yeah. where his purpose he sees his purpose is to entertain us.
2: When um, it's not <laughs> he, really yeah.
0: officially, how do you I hope that
3: I hope that it is. Yeah. Yeah. I
2: mean, I hope that's what it is because mm-hmm. I don't think that's what he really. thinks. Also,
3: to this day, I don't think anybody's seen uh, Trump use a computer. <laughs> I think that's that's like the ongoing thing. Can, does he know how to use a computer? Can he internet? Who knows?
1: Actually. Is that a thing? I don't know that I've ever thing, actually seen because it.
3: all the because uh, all the press photos of his office, there's no computers <laughs> at his office. Like maybe occasionally he'll have a phone, but we've never seen him on a computer, I think. And like no. I think uh, I wouldn't be a surprised. couple sites are doing that. I yeah. wouldn't
2: be surprised if he can't internet because th- that's where a lot of people get their information these days yes. and he's the least informed person I know. I think he can internet. Yeah?
1: I also just want to yeah. <laughs> say that we are, we are speaking Trump's <laughs> language right now by using internet, internet. as a verb. Well, yeah, it's a, it's a virus. You gotta,
0: it's the same. Yeah. We're doing it somewhat ironically.
1: Oh no, no, no. we're one hundred percent. Oh yeah, <laughs> like your beard. What? This, this is not ironic. This okay. is a thing of beauty. That's real. This is all real. <laughs> 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 I like that you have to look away from me as I stroke my beard. <laughs>
2: oh my god! I didn't even know that was what you were doing.
1: Why? Let's let's turn away from my beard, which yeah, is completely let's off. Go.
2: Topic. I'm sorry. Yes, my bad.
1: Um, so I do want to come back to one thing real quick, though, mm-hmm. and I, um, a little bit of plug for. For our site mm. and uh, our presidential guide, um, which we updated ahead of the debate, so mm-hmm. there's now information not not just new information about Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump, but there's information on uh, Jill Stein and Gary Johnson and their stances on things, um, although I can sum up Gary Johnson's stances on pretty much every issue in one sentence, which is let the market decide yeah um, so if that's your thing that's your candidate, but that's pre- there's very little detail there oh. um, we'll be updating it again with information on the vice presidential candidates ahead of that debate Uh, but i do want to encourage everybody to kind of go read that um and look at the updates because going into the primary season when we first put this thing together cybersecurity was one of these big glaring holes where there's very little information about what the candidates thought for the most part um one of the few exceptions weirdly was chris christie Mm -hmm. um so it turns out that Cybersecurity is apparently much more of an issue and something that people are much more active in at the state level than at the federal level. Sure. So uh, Tim Kaine actually fairly active on the topic of cybersecurity. Chris Christie was fairly active on the topic of cybersecurity, whereas most of the senators and stuff were not. Mm. Um, But and Hillary Clinton was one of the people who had this big glaring hole. And in the wake of the email scandal, it was very much a weak point for her. She has since released uh, several very detailed white papers about a lot of her policies, but Mm -hmm. in particular, she does touch on cybersecurity a lot. Um, So we've updated that with, with a link to the full policy paper, as well as quotes from that and plans from that, that you should go read, because... It's super important information. It's super interesting. And she has ideas and plans mm-hmm. that she literally just doesn't get to touch on in the debate. For sure.
3: And, I mean, yeah. the important thing, too, is, like, it, these aren't people who are going to be leading all on their own, right? Yeah. It's not just them. It's about who they hire and who they listen to. My bigger worry is that Trump is just so intellectually uncurious. Like, mm-hmm. he doesn't care. And he doesn't care about what experts or advisors will say either. So, yeah, that's that's the state of America today. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, Dana, do you have any final thoughts on the debate and Hillary Clinton cybersecurity Donald Trump before we sign off?
0: So we have a, a, a weekend of peace and then the next one is what Sunday October 9th
1: the the vice presidential debate is October 4th, I believe. Ooh. So that's coming up soon.
2: Oh, that'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay. Can I just quickly jump in and say that this is really interesting. That this was the first debates I've been able to watch because it was on Twitter and it was on YouTube and it was on mm-hmm. all these different channels. Yeah,
3: it's it uh, broke streaming records. Kind of for meta. Too, yeah, right. Yeah. Eighty-five million.
2: I don't.
0: What? A different discussion for a different day. It's Another not that day. weird. It
3: makes sense. Yeah, it
1: makes yeah. Sense I don't own a T. I don't have TV either. Shred. What is
2: wrong with you guys? You're not friends just because of that, Terrence.
1: <laughs> no, I'm not Meanwhile, saying
2: we're
3: friends. I have, I'm just saying I have so many TVs. I I haven't had cable for oh, that's fine. Six that's fine. years, but Sling like has changed a lot. So,
2: yeah, sure.
3: Yeah. yeah, just uh, I've been I've been <laughs>
1: relying on Netflix and Hulu for like six <laughs> years now.
2: So yeah, I hope the vice presidential ones will also be streamed online. Everything is going
3: to be
1: streamed yeah. at this Excellent. point. That's good. Yeah. I want to see more of what Bloomberg did with their live fact-checking uh-huh. on the show. Cool. Yeah, that was so great. Um, because this is, I think this is one thing that was kind of, like, uh, argued about in the lead up to it. You know, whether or not it's the media's job to be fact-checking things. And yes, yes it is. Yeah. That is our uh, role. <laughs> that is our <laughs> was that If a we question. have one and only function in this world, it's to fact-check.
3: Well, people. if you want to live in a non-fact-based you know, society, then yeah, facts yeah. are bad.
2: Then so. go to the Onion. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Davindra, any last thoughts on the <laughs> election or debates before we I, I, I have so I many
3: thoughts. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm You're done. good? <laughs> I'm
1: done. All right. Um, so, Davindra, where can the fine people find you on the internet?
3: Oh, I'm on Twitter at, at Davindra and I uh, also podcast about movies and TV at slashfilm.com. Uh, Dana?
0: I am at Dana Wallman on Twitter. That's my full name with no space.
2: As I always say, be nice.
1: <laughs> Sherlyn?
2: I am at Sherlyn Lowe on Twitter.
3: Let's not, let's not forget that Trillin, uh how she judged that one debate. Wow, like, yeah. Devendra, wow. Uh, let's just <laughs> send all the comments. Just a
2: out. reminder, he's a sore loser. Clearly.
1: <laughs> uh, and I am at Terrence O'Brien, lots of E's, no A's on Twitter. Um, and as always, thank you for watching. Please send us your questions, comments, concerns, any feedback. You can hit us up on Twitter at Engadget Podcast or uh, email us at podcast at Engadget. Or uh, just send all your hate mall direct to Sherlyn. Um, so <laughs> See, I always get targeted. <laughs> thank you for watching. Make sure to join us next week where we'll have plenty more. But before we go, I want to leave you with the comment of the week, which comes from MNC77024. Hell of a name, guy. <laughs> uh, I want it to track my horniness and my ability to make cornbread.
3: You sure you didn't comment that?
1: Uh, I'm pretty sure. Your name. <laughs>
3: Jesus. Yay.